Hey, this is Brent Moore, perhaps better known as Kaiser Soze on Geekscape Forums. Uh, I just listened to episode 101, and I'd like to say to Yanks that if he's got a problem with me, I know for a fact that he has my address, and he can come take it up with me man on man. So uh, the offer's out there. The gauntlet's been thrown, so bring it, Yanks. I would also like to congratulate myself on being the new favorite forum member. I think I did uh, enough for the title. I think it's uh, well-earned. Uh, and, John, you should come to Austin soon celebrate my victory and, uh, you know, the fact that you are still on the Internet. I guess we can celebrate that as well. Uh, anyway, keep it up, and I'll see you soon. Bye. Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to episode 102 of Geekscape. This is uh, the Movies, Video Games, and Comic Book Podcast. We are putting episode 100 behind us, and uh, we haven't seen this man for a while. What about 101? Uh, Ian Kerner, we had episode 101 last week, and let me tell you, it went over well. Um, you missed the party because you were sick. The Geekscape party, uh, episode 100, that one went over great, and I was like, shit, how are we going to follow it up? People really enjoy seeing Paul on the podcast, so I had my brother on the podcast last week to talk about The Wrestler. And um, this week we have Ian Kerner, so we're keeping the quality up. Dude, you were there on the first Geekscape, and now we're, here, we're at episode 102. Is it a good thing, or is it just sad that, we're, that we've, go, we've gone this far? I think it's a good thing. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it I gives mean, me something know, to do. Time goes by, I feel old. You know, Gilmore's no longer a total little pube. Now he's a pube now, sprouted a little now bit. Now Gilmore is a contributing member of the team. He, he, you are a, an essential member of the team. Yeah, thank you. But that's weird, isn't it? 101 like, episodes. Remember that? That's Gilmore, what it took. I remember when I picked his nose in the first episode. Remember Gilmore was just kind of a fan who was just watching in that first episode? And he had a couple comments. Laura remembers What do you mean a couple comments? He kept, like, horning in. I was trying to be nice. Well, yes. Then I pushed what? myself Remember when you were annoying? Your, you were, like, shoving onto the couch and, like, grabbing the mic? Pushed myself into your lives and into your hearts. I've got something to say about that. I've got something to say about that. I've got something to say about that. Oh, I can give my opinion on everything. We're in America, John. Even when it's not asked. We're in America. Um, so yeah, that was, that was... Why uh, is that always the excuse when someone's being annoying and obnoxious and just wants to be heard when no one wants to listen to them? We're in America. What does patriotism have to do with America justifying being annoying? What do you what do you have against Neil Diamond? <laughs> um, wow, that was a tough that, that was a tough reference. Um, so guys, Ian's back. You've been on a uh, you were last year's favorite guest um, member, but I, I think we need to bring you back more frequently because you lost this year to William Bibiani, who's who's qualified. I didn't make the cut. In Felicia Day, they tied for it. Needed, it She's took, hotter it, than I am. It took that's slightly an, that that slightly that's an opinion. Um, mine it not mine. It, it, not mine at all. It, it took uh, it took two people to <laughs> replace you. It took two people to refl to uh, replace you. But you are here. You're going to give us the opinions. We have a lot of uh, Oscar caliber movies that are coming up, so we're going to give you the, the, the opinion on a couple of these. Um, but first, right, Oscar caliber, the spirit. <laughs> well, we'll get to the spirit. <laughs> yeah. Last week, I gave uh, Gilmore a Monchichi for Christmas, um, similar to the one that's waiting over here for Ben Dunn to claim his prize. Laura. Can you can you get Ian's uh, Hanukkah gift? What'd I get? No, we're just fucking with you. Um, get, bring it over here, sweetie. L Laura's doing her uh, her game show presenter. It doesn't permit it. It's regifted. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Sees so candies. Candy. Yeah. Fucking huge thing of candy. Because you guys. Cool. I like candy. I know you do. And there's 13 of these, one for each day. Awesome. No, I'm kidding. I think there's more than that. I don't know what it is. But. Deluxe Winter I don't fancy. know where this came from. There are 13 days Sweet. of Hanukkah. Thank you. 
I don't fucking know. I eight, Thirteen eight, of these, one know. for each day. Eight, eight, eight of them. Hey, wow. Hanukkah, Christmas, you know. Potato, I, potato. I, I, what if I ate all but eight of those chocolates? I was like, here you go. There's that would have like, been actually thoughtful, I think. Instead of giving him like 28 or whatever many is in there? I'm, I'm good with it. Two. I'm good with it. 28. I'm all right with it. Oh. Thank you, buddy. You've been, but you've been good since we saw you last, right? Yeah, pretty, pretty good. We haven't seen Ian since this summer. So, what is a and friend? Whose fault is that? It's, well, it's ours. Uh, but, but what is a friend to do when he when he hasn't seen somebody in a long time? Then to say, "Hey, buddy, you want to go see a movie?" And by movie, I mean the spirit. Um, this past week, uh, the holidays. Not were, much of a friend. <laughs> my brother was out of town. My family was out of town. Uh, I just kind of stayed here. And then Laura, who runs a dog daycare. She's at work the whole time. I didn't know what the hell to do with myself. So it was all a consolation week. prize. And so, so you had no I one knew else. that I wanted to go to see the movie, uh, to see a movie on Christmas. And I knew that not everybody was going to go see the spirit, but I knew that Ian would just out of his own masochistic need to see everything comic book. I was willing to go see it with you because let, let's be honest here. I didn't see Punisher Warzone. Oh, fuck you. You saw Twilight. We saw it together. I did see Twilight. Dude, I did not know no, how bad Twilight but, but, would be. But, but, the, but the truth is, the truth is... My friend said, hey, you want to go? I went, okay. Ian repeatedly was like, damn it, I missed Punisher Warzone. The only way I would have seen that was to see it with you guys. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I um, wanted to go and pan it with you. Punisher Warzone is worse than Twilight, I'm guessing. Um, I had fun at Punisher Warzone. Yeah, That's but you were among us. But, right? I, but I bet it, but Twilight a better made movie? Because I didn't see Warzone. Well, yeah, be. it's because it tried. Like, well, I mean, it's a good director. Right. No, um, the director, yeah, she's a good director. She's she made okay. a bad movie. She disproved herself. I mean, okay, let's talk about what she's done. She's done 13, which is right. a good film. Overrated. And then she did The Nativity Story. Oh, yeah, I never Nobody did saw watch it. that. Like, no. but, but she came out, she came out of costume then. designing. Or, you know, she, she was a... No. So it's like, you know, I think she still needs to prove herself. Uh, still, she got bumped. They bumped the hell out of her on the sequel. Well, um, that was time. Twilight was like a CW pilot for me. Okay. Well, we're not here to talk about Twilight. We're spirit. here. Oh, we're here to spirit. talk about the spirit. Ian and I going to see this movie. And remember when I, I reviewed Punisher Warzone? One comment in the forums was Jonathan needs to hate movies more. It's really entertaining when he hates on them. Um, you got your wish. You Merry got your Christmas. Wish. Punisher Warzone up to this point was the worst movie I had seen in the last five years. That was Punisher Warzone. This movie. Now shares the shelf with Punisher Warzone. It is as bad of a movie in different ways, yet still completely insulting in a consistent manner. You, well, it, it was just consistently yeah, bad. Yeah, 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 let's back up a second. You know, it's kind of scary because, of course, you know, I mean, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, but of course, you know, both of us grew up huge Frank Miller fans. Mm -hmm. And yet, it seems like, I know among people we know, that all of us went. Who decided that Frank Miller should be directing movies, especially directing movies on his own? I mean, I understand Robert Rodriguez was a fanboy, and he's like, all right, to do Sin City and have him involved, great. It may have been the only way he could have gotten Sin City made, was to have Frank Miller somehow involved. Right? I, I mean, I, I don't know that that's true. I think that, you know, Frank was going to go ahead and let him do it on his own, but once he'd seen his vision, and then he thought it would be cool. And okay. from that has spawned... Some idiot decides that he can direct a movie on his own, and I think we, I know you and I both agreed, it was like, who the hell decided Frank Miller should be directing a movie? I mean, it's it's bad. It just it there's, there's no storytelling. It just doesn't happen. You guys remember when it's, we interviewed uh, Stan Lee at the Spike Awards? You guys don't know this because the interview never happened. But right before they brought over Stan Lee, they asked if we would like to interview Frank Miller, and I did not have in my mind the energy to create variations of why didn't you retire ten years ago. That's what. That's I the keep, only yeah. question I would have asked the guy because after three hundred, I feel like he's been spinning yeah. wheels. Yeah, I feel like he's generated Lots nothing. Lost in City, 300's great. Dark Knight Strikes Again is an abortion. Thank you. And that's it. I mean, if anything, this movie shows just how limited of a storyteller he's become. Because the spirit, which I, I, I love the spirit. I love Will Eisner's storytelling. I love what he does graphically. I love the characters. I love how clean it is. I love the purity of it. It's comic book storytelling. You know, fist-punching bad guys. It, it, it's it's crime-fighting storytelling in its, its purest. And uh, the spirit in has never talked like Marv. And that's the first uh, thing you get when the, when the, when the screen comes up. Ian turns to me and goes, why is he talking like Marv? 
you get this. The city sleeps. She is my mistress. I wake her by penetrating her from behind. And it's just like, stop it. You don't say that. You don't talk like a Sin City character. You don't move like a Sin City character. Did he really say it? No, he never said he okay. penetrated her from behind. Uh, that would have made it entertaining. Um, you don't... He, everything in this is a Sin City no, movie. Everything in this is a Sin City movie. Yeah. Except well, the characters... Well, City movie. The characters are pushed so much further to the ridiculous. Well, 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 it's an attempt at Sin City movie and not a good one. I mean, Sin City was good because the source material was good back in, in that yeah. time. It's, it's giving the edginess of some of the Sin City stuff and yet there's something missing. It's shallow. There's a lack yeah. of execution. It, I mean... The pacing it, was off. The pacing is non-existent. Right. The story is like... What's the story? You know? I mean, the women are hot, but whatever. You know? They're, they're like vamping for no reason. Samuel Jackson, who I love, is just chewing scenery. He's doing... He, it's not like he's not... It's like he never said a word to Samuel Jackson. It's like he just said, just do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. And Samuel Jackson goes 130 miles an hour in the wrong direction yeah. every single time. You've got a scene where Samuel Jackson is dressed in SS uniform oh, with Scarlett Johansson and they're interrogating, uh, they've got the, the, the I spirit prisoner and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I, I think the idea is supposed to be, oh, just in case you weren't sure he's the bad guy, he likes Nazis. They were, it was I an guess. experimental film and the plot of the movie revolves around them getting the blood of Hercules to make Samuel Jackson immortal. The blood of Hercules, right. the golden fleece, it's all these things I mean, that Frank Miller himself is obsessed about. Right, that, but they don't even... I mean, but it has never the, reared its head in the spirit. No, we're just supposed to suddenly jump into this idea that this is like a, this supernatural world because, I mean, oh, suddenly dude. it's like it's all about chemical formulas. Essentially, he's made the spirit Captain America. You yeah. know, cross between Captain America and Wolverine. There's a sol well, super soldier serum type of thing that yeah. brought the spirit back from the dead. But let me tell you, and this then is there's a supernatural so, thing with the fleece and the blood of her. This is so not a spirit I, movie. This is just apoplectic. This is just a storyteller gone wild, and it's bad in every way. It's consistently bad in every single way. Remember when I said Punisher Warzone looked like it was lit by film students? Yes. This movie technically looks fantastic. But it was directed by film students. Okay. Yeah. No, the look is good. I mean, it, it looks good. If you're studying experimental films, yeah, this might be. Say, I mean, that was a nice experimental shot. Five, five minutes in the movie, I said, you know what? If this is an experimental film, it might actually fly because it looks like a music video. It it moves like a like a web animate like it moves like a web short animation, and it's just. Horrible. <laughs> when the movie ended, I think I turned to you and answered my eyes were bleeding. So many people walked out during the course of this movie. Really? Yeah, Walkouts? Jonathan was keeping track. On Christmas? Yeah. Well, it was interesting because they'd walk out and every now and then they'd come back and be like, oh, there's four, oh, back to three. But then the same guy kept going, like coming and going. Probably I don't know if it was like a bladder Christmas thing, but Christmas clearly he wasn't worried about this missing This movie anything. was... Yeah. Tied for the worst. It, it was so it's, bad it's that... tied for the worst wait, wait. movie I've seen in the last five years. I mean, you got up and walked out at one point. Attack of the Clones? I, when I, I walked out, I rubbed my eyes, I took a deep breath, and I walked back in. I had to pace myself. I want to tell you what you missed. You went, I don't care. That's what, that's what, <laughs> that's what Eric A.D. did during Repo the, uh, Repo the Opera, or the Genetic, genetic Opera. Genetic Opera, the one with Giles in it. Someone had, to, someone had to call me and go, dude, my friends and I went to see this. I read your review, and I told them about it, and I should have listened to you, but dude... The movie's going on right yeah. now, and yeah, I just I wanted to it. call you to say you're right. Uh, well, any director, any director who's did, worked in did the did front you mean Giles, Anthony Stewart head? Giles, yeah, Giles. 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 Never yeah. Said Clearly, Giles. you've never watched Buffy and Angel. Never. We were talking about Boop. how ridiculous that Buffy is. So. Oh, yeah. I'm lending him my Buffy and Angels. Geekscapers out there, we're going to change it. I don't know. Crisis averted. I don't know if John can get through the first season of Buffy and the first season of Angel, though. I don't know, man. Yes, I got through can. the first season of Farscape. You have to brave yes, through it. You have to yeah, brave get through it. Angel. Look, you know what? First of all, you got to look at Buffy like this. Buffy is an amalgamation of Spider-Man and Kitty Pride. You know, it takes a little time, like most television shows, to find its way. But, you know, it starts off interesting, quirky, and then goes, it finds its brilliance. It's like all shows in, in its second and third seasons. But the first season's a short season. So. Cool, but the show doesn't come into its own until that one moment in the first. We don't episode need to talk about three. the moment. First episode of season well, three. Well, season two is pretty damn good. Well, this first is first episode of season three. To wrap we, things we up, we could argue it when we're not in front of him. To wrap yeah. things up on the spirit, if I hear any of you spending money to watch this film, I'll kill you. And that's basically what it comes down. No, to. No, you know what? Th nothing should be rewarded. If you film. do go see it, 
Call the Geekscape hotline and leave a message while the movie's going on to tell Jonathan how right he was. Well, it's, it's funny. It's I, I actually got a text from some colleagues of mine who, they make fun of me. We all agree that I'm a whore because the comic moves I'll go and they feel... If you give money, that that's part of the problem. And I always say that... Your money's your vote. No, but but I feel that I have a personal responsibility, whether it be that I'm coming on the show or even others, my ability to talk about this <laughs> and tell people, look, okay, even if it's bad, let me see it so I can say it's bad. You know? But I take it upon myself to do that, to tell other people, don't do it. Frank Miller needs to sob. Do you think somehow oh, this was a... Buck this, Rogers? It, that can happen. Can we, can we say turnaround? That movie's going in turn around. Oh, I'll predict it right I, did, here. Does everyone know that that was announced? That they're talking yeah. about him for Frank Miller, yeah, directing. We talked about it last week. Maybe this movie was a zombie experiment to get Frank, uh, to get Will Eisner to rise from the grave after rolling around in yeah, it yeah. during this movie. Because there, there's no other explanation for why this <laughs> thing was made. He did flips in his grave, I think. Um, guys, uh, going the other direction, we've got uh, the curious case of Benjamin Button. This is an Oscar contender everybody's talking about. It's got Brad Pitt as a man who... Is born as an resembling an older man, and as he and has grows all the, up, has all of the infirmities of an older man. Yeah, and as he grows up, he gets younger. Um, during the course of his lifetime, he you know it's kind of Forrest Gumpy. He experiences all these wonderful events throughout history. You see his point of view on it, and the entire time he's pining for the love of uh, someone who's been close to him since they were kids. So you've got your Jenny. You got your Jenny. You got the Forrest Gump setup. Now, Jonathan and I didn't see it together, but we have both seen it. You and got your Lieutenant Dan. You got your Lieutenant Danish type uh, thing, but but um, as clo- as much as the storytelling similarities are, are there in the first half of Benjamin Button, it doesn't live in like the, the like the quirky you know oh that was cool uh, shout outs to history yeah, yeah it, it's, it pretty much keeps pretty close to his yeah, his story, but uh, Gilmore no. Um, I didn't love it as much as I thought it was. Yeah, it seems like it. I, um, I thought it was okay. Yeah, and, and I, I, I was actually, it was, I found it really boring in, in the middle. I was getting like I was almost falling asleep. It then gets it, long towards the end. Yeah, I think. but then, I think. then at, at the last twenty minutes, it becomes like the ultimate tearjerker, and I turned into like a fucking girl. You cried at the end of this movie. I, 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 Laura I couldn't cried. believe I was a I was a girl. I was like, and I didn't want to cry because I was annoyed at the movie, and yet there they were. Like a girl. I don't know. Maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe I'm coming down with something. Um, who directed this? This is David Fincher. F- David, David Fincher. Fincher. And uh, and he did a. This is, I think, it's well technically, directed. this is his best movie. No, it's very well directed. It's well I mean, done. It's, it's a well made well. movie. I think the ending yeah. gets a little long. I, I think he's really shown like uh, an ability to to put characters on the screen. You, you know how like uh, early on his in his direction in his feature work. Attitude was a big part of it, you know yeah. what I mean, and just in yeah. just hitting you with punches, something like Seven and uh, Fight Club in, in, the, in the game. It was all like it was it was it was closer to his music videos than the stuff he's doing now. Now he's really coming into his own. I feel like this is a really awesome film from a from a more mature filmmaker, and it's there. What I worry about this movie, in retrospect, is that it maybe um, compromised too much character for scope. You, you, you never go deep into these characters And the way you get got to know Forrest Gump Or last weekend we got to know Mickey Rourke and The Wrestler We really got to know those characters yeah, I, And this literalized a lot A lot of what they said Was what I, the movie was about I, without, I, I, felt, I felt like the movie it, was it was, it was Oscar bait And yet and everyone was talking been talking about you know, you know Brad Pitt getting nominated And Cate Blanchett Who I think is great in everything the performances she does are awesome. but, And the performances are great But I agree with you that It's kind of shallow it's it just something, yeah. Something was missing. The scope is huge, but the characters. It was character development. They showed you yeah. instead of tell, they tell, told they you told instead you. of showed you. There yeah. you go. Did you see the wrestler? I haven't seen the wrestler yet. The wrestler's good, and, and and he never stops to say anything. Like in this movie, when they when they say, you know, something like, uh, I don't want to ruin some of the big uh, speeches in the movie, but they always say what life is about. Right. And. Uh, I would rather see that exemplified or see somebody well, internalize yeah. that and wrestle with it in their actions than say it out for everybody. Now, I'll tell you, you know something I mean? that's the complete opposite. Uh, have you seen Revolutionary Road? I don't think I'm going to see that movie. Girl got me to go see it. Oh, you, so you saw Revolutionary Road? I saw Revolutionary Road. Road. Uh, yes, Laura, yes. You <laughs> need went? to see it. It's unbelievable. You thought it was good? Well, it's it didn't make you want to come in suicide. Which one was this one? No, of course not. It's the Leonardo DiCaprio oh, Kate Blanchett. Well, of course you do. It scares me. No, it, it scares, the scares. Shit out of you. It's you feel uncomfortable. It's 
Their performances are unbelievably good. The breakup good. was enough for me. That movie made me feel. Oh, the br- the breakup I I enjoyed in, in that sense. But uncomfortable. Th- this goes way beyond it. This just makes you hate life. I or mean, what? like five minutes in, and you're in the middle of a fight, and you're going, you're going. It's so real. Is it miserable? Well, it's miserable in the sense of look. It, Did it's you Sam go? Mendes, okay. It's Sam Mendes. Yeah, yeah. Again, he, he he does this such a good job with this slice of Americana, <laughs> you know, and it's it's like you're in this relationship, and it's so this. intimate. And it's the performances are just so real and visceral, and I mean it's really unbelievable. I mean, yeah, I was, as I said, a girl got me to go, and I went. Fun I would just go anyways. Now, well, we know that. What's weird? What's here, Gilmore? What's weird to me is a girl got you in to see it. It's an ex-girlfriend. He's been unable to shake. No, no, it, that's not that girl. No, I went, I went to the movies with her the day before that. You want Oh my god! Because you've been uh, on and off with this chick. Yeah. You've been off with this chick yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Double dipping in. And I'm thinking that if anything, Revolutionary Road will make you run the fuck away from exactly. a girl as fast as no. possible. That is an anti. If, if Laura and I went to see Revolutionary Road. She, I'd be like, I'm gonna go. Over, I, I I gotta go pee. Like halfway through the movie, I wouldn't come back. No, I, I would be. I would be halfway across the country. <laughs> that is, that is a movie that is like, uh, oh, get married, shoot yourself in the face. I actually saw Benjamin Button with the ex with another friend because uh-huh. the ex said, oh, I'd love to take him. But you gotta have a, you gotta have a, you gotta have a, yeah. a somebody there. Yes. to keep from getting all back into a girlfriend. But mode. the yeah, friend didn't sit in the middle. Did the friend sit in the middle? No, no. Because no, that's but, key. You have to have but, a chaperone. But if you're no, going but with an ex, you have to chaperone. So I in the middle of the movie, it's not like... With somebody else. And, a, new, um, a new prospect? It's complicated. Okay. But anyway. Um, that's yeah. his Facebook status. It's complicated. Actually, I've never done it's complicated That's the code for... It's retarded. That's the code yeah, for yeah. she's got a dick. Yeah, no, that's the code well. for <laughs> I like someone, but they don't even know I exist. Uh, that's the code for not in this forum. Yeah, that is the code for not, not in this forum. This isn't where we're... Yeah, this is not. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> we, we've we've had we've had skewered Ian over the fire enough for this conversation. Well, Ian's like, I don't know who's gonna be watching this, so we're gonna keep things. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have even let it go this far if I thought any of the women I, you know, hang right. out with were watching this. But still, news you for know. you. Here they are. No, <laughs> they come in. Um, <laughs> But the you movie's the, the movie's powerful, but if you really want to feel bad about life, is that what you're saying about this revolution? I mean, road? it's de- yeah, it's definitely one of those wow, relationships are fucked up, and but it's also a period piece, and and it very much speaks to the fact that things were people were really trapped in 1955. Mm. You know, I mean, it's I think I think that the general consensus is you, you come out of that with like you know in this day and age, someone wouldn't have felt the need to make the same choices, but I mean, there are people that do, but it's definitely a slice of Americana. Should you, you know, see it with time. a date? Um, I did end up in a little bit of an argument over a bite to eat afterwards about perspective Ooh. and that kind of thing. So um, you, you get this girl pregnant? No, no. Okay. But, um... <laughs> I love it's a Hispanic that's your primary Because no, 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 that, that, that no. would get you stuck in the relationship. No, no. We, we had that argument that, that I also saw it, I saw it another couple have after Eyes Wide Shut. It's the... You know that that whole idea of you like never cheating want to swing with me, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, cheating and talking about it, and admitting it, and that whole argument. You know whether or not you should ever be telling someone you did something. You know, yeah. but Indecent anyway, proposal. It, 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 it's it's a really powerful movie. Um, they they should both be nominated as well as Michael Shannon for best yeah. supporting actor. So is this the next but, argument? I like Michael Shannon. He's amazing. I sat next to him at Swingers and we talked music, and amazing he was the nicest guy. I mean, if you like him, you sh- I know it'd be hard Super for you, but nice you should. Guy. His performance stands out. It's hysterical. Well, I'm not seeing Marley and Me because that shit is my Schindler's List. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't see that. Um, I saw a movie with uh, a friend of mine. I can't say his name, but he had an Academy screener of Seven Pounds, so he brought it over and watched it on DVD. Oh, I heard bad. That movie's oh, really <laughs> bad. Yeah, that movie's yeah. that movie is an experiment in uh, giving the audience similar to Lost, giving the audience just enough. Uh, Information to to follow to follow along. Yeah. Yet, wherein as Lost, it succeeds. Here, it fails miserably. I was gonna get angry because you were gonna say something bad about Lost. No, Lost succeeds. They give you just enough to follow along, yet keep it unrealistic because people wouldn't actually only give themselves so much information. They would have full conversations, uh, especially in a life and death situation like on Lost. But in this movie, but you buy it on Lost. In this movie, you go you get just enough information out of order to sort of know what the movie's about. I'm guessing the majority of the audience doesn't know what the movie is about because they've kept it secret. Fuck it, I'm spoiling it. This is what the movie is about. Will Smith, 
accidentally kills his wife. He's a successful aeronautical engineer from MIT. In a car wreck one day, he's texting. Illegal in California starting January 1st. You cannot text and drive. Um, he's texting. He runs into another car. Seven people, including his wife, are killed in the wreck. His life goes downhill. He hates himself. He then uh, knows he's going to commit suicide, but wants to find seven strangers whose lives he can save through his organ donations. So he steals his brother's identity as an IRS agent to look up information on these people. One of them ends up being Rosario Dawson. You got Woody Harrelson. Rosario Dawson has congenital heart failure. She's going to die of a heart attack. He's her blood type. Here's the catch. He falls for her. So how's this dude going to commit suicide and die to give her his life? The movie is so fucking retarded. Maybe if you watch that, knowing all this information going in that you don't clearly know until 75% of the movie's over, it might be watchable. But knowing this and having the information go to like come so to they, you in such a pretentious cut, manner, uh, dude, there's just moments of profound profundity. That's what this movie should have been called. It's just like I'm watching the beach. The beach at least looked good. Yeah, it's Will Smith looking at the beach. Will Smith driving in traffic. Will Smith thinking. Will Smith doing this. Someone else being like, "Oh, I'm in a hospital bed." It's just, it's oh, just, oh, it's like so slow. Like that Wes Anderson, let's stare off into uh, into space and do Dude, st- and be. Everyone stares than off in space. Are. I'm surprised he didn't kill seven more people in the car staring <laughs> off into space. This movie is so. It, but he's got he's got his quirks because if you're gonna go for an Oscar, you need the quirks. For for our good friend um, Brad Pitt, it was. I grew. I was born as an old man. You know what I mean. As the wrestler, it's I'm a fucking wrestler. For this guy, it's I have I have a life of profound profundity. The movie, but he's a genius who's tormented. This movie should have been called Bad Will Hunting because there is that conversation where he goes, "You don't know anything about me. Get out! Get out!" And she's like, "Okay, I'm leaving." He's a psychopath in this movie. So okay, seven pounds, no. not worth seven its weight shit. in shit. Um. Valkyrie is what uh, our boy, uh, our boy uh, Gilmore said. We're just knocking out the holiday movies. Valkyrie, you saw this. What did you think of uh, Brian Singer's post Superman Returns effort, Mr. Uh, Gilmore? It was very much like Superman Returns in that it felt like what I like to call the Brian Singer sixty-five percent. In that it's like. All right, I'm going to basically see student this. I'm going to go through all the motions. I'm going to give you everything that I think is necessary to tell a, to tell a cohesive story, kind of. But I'm not going to give you any moments in which you really care about anything. I'm going to let people act, and I'm not going to clearly direct anything. So um, wow. that's kind of what I we, liked X-Men and X2, and I like Usual Suspects. Th- those are great, but think of what he's done lately. Lately, Superman he's, Returns. Got, he's been getting some senioritis. Okay. Um, so, like, you know. Just Superman Returns. Yeah, and, like, Superman at Returns. Pupil was it ever. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that, and that was before it was sandwiched. But, yeah, Valkyrie was just completely. Okay. You're in my face. Here, well, I'm trying to make it. Well, well I mean, the movie's had, like, everyone's saying some crap for the years it took them to make it. It was. They actually moved that movie forward. It was supposed to be released early next year. They moved it forward, I guess, to try and get some kind of pocket out of. This might be an Oscar movie, and if you ride the the wave of Christmas, maybe people were going to. So that's their the whole. Oh, oh it, it, it's dealing with with the Holocaust, so therefore it's Oscar bait. Well, no, you no, know I, why I, it's I, I think I think they wanted to move it forward uh, so that when people go to see all these different movies, they end up seeing Valkyrie if something's sold. I mean, it's a big wave, dude. You saw the the theater on Christmas. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. packed. Yeah. There were people watching the Spirit. Yeah. But you know why not? You know why it wouldn't be an Oscar contender? Because usually it's, it's because of all the Jews and the Holocaust movies. It's like, you know, it's a tearjerker. But this one's about sympathetic Nazis. Right, yeah. well, that was the thing. I mean, personally, I haven't seen it. But when I see the whole thing about... The reader? You know, oh, this moment where, you know, you know, our morality overtook, you know, our loyalty to our country. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, and just how many people died when, before that happened? Exactly. You, you know, know when at they, what point am I supposed to feel like, oh, okay. great, good for you guys? You know, you know when they actually decide that okay, it's uh, it's time to kill Hitler. Okay, just so, before the Allies attack. Oh, good. Okay, like okay, okay fine, so wait, right? let, let, let me play devil's advocate. Okay. Uh, Abu Ghraib. What'd you do about it? Me, nothing. That is an instance of our government doing something we didn't know about. That was terrible, mm-hmm. and because we didn't know about it. 
We had no, no way of right. acting. Here's the, the difference. People these, these people are in, are in the government. You think, they, you think our entire government plan. knew about Abergrave and, and no, no, Guantanamo Bay? No, 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 no I, I understand what you're saying, but these people are in a position to do something to come up with a plan to Hitler. Yeah. yeah, these people are like so, the, uh, and they went along until they stopped going along. Mm. These people so are like the Colin Powell or like the Rums. These, okay. these are like high officials. Yeah. Who uh, who decide to conspire against Hitler? Oh wow. So then it's so so in that respect. They, they, were the they were the inner circle. They were the inner circle. They were they right. were in the in the inner circle. Or they were carrying out the orders. The circle. And so it's just like you know what, guys, it's a little too late. You already kind of fucked it up. And here's another thing. I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't have turned on him, but which is great. But, but uh, don't tell me they're heroes now. Exactly. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they're trying to redeem themselves, but it's definitely out of guilt. And it's uh, it's like I feel like it's sixty percent guilt and forty percent morality. Um, at, at that point, uh, just from a biographical perspective, but I mean, sometimes guilt helps you find your conscience. But again, you know, I, you can't forget about what they did before. It never helps him find a conscience. Well, it's well, not existing. You know, it's it's actually interesting either. though, because especially you know, we're all we're, we're comic fans, superhero. I mean, there's so many stories out there of you know, With great the, power, great. No, but, but yeah. more than that, there's so many stories out there of the villain that you know sees the error of their ways and then redeems himself. There are a lot of stories right. like that, and then the question becomes. They can then become this great force of good. Can they ever, you know, make up for their past sins? You know, in this one, the, it is a sin in itself. Is what you're saying about this movie? Yeah, and I just want to for anyone that's like, you know what, I still kind of want to see this. Don't. You're wasting your money <laughs> because here is how. Because this all takes place in Germany. These are all German officials. Some with British accents, some with American accents, some with accents from all over the well, world. Well, I understood the crews tried to do the German accent. And they finally said just stop. And, and wow. here's here's what they did at the beginning. Is here's, it a device to Put you in just the, just the to wrap this up. Here's how I knew it was gonna be bad at the beginning. I turned to Ben and I'm like, really? Right after this part. So the movie opens with a voiceover of uh, Tom Cruise, and you know it's p- kind of panning around a camp, and you see him writing in a diary. You hear the voiceover of him of what he's writing. It's in German. It's Tom Cruise speaking German, which me as a completely non-German speaker. N- kind of feel like oh that's that's you can tell that's not the best German okay, okay. Um, but then it just kind of um, it kind of blends into like see, I don't mind American that. I don't mind that I and like that I like when they did that in Hunt for Red October I don't like it no see in the Hunt for Red like October it. you know they, they're speaking Russian and then they go back and, the, and then you know they just turn back and forth and that's the way of saying okay it's a it's a movie for American audiences you know now you know that we're speaking Russian mm-hmm. but for your sake it's gonna. You know, you're but gonna just understand don't it. Make it. I, th- I think. I think. Uh, whatever questions arise in these movies, what I told Ian, when Ian was asking me questions throughout the spirit, I said, the only answer. There are only two answers to these. Uh, whatever was questions. Was I asking you, you questions or maybe you were like you were like you asked me a question, I, maybe a comment in the form of a question, and that my my you friend mean, uh, when what, we were watching what, Seven you Pounds mean a rhetorical question is that what you meant possibly oh, okay but uh, Seven Pounds uh, my my friend was telling me that was asking me questions as well and I I, I said I say to him what I said to you there's only two answers to these questions raised from this movie. Who cares? <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> so if, if, if you're in the middle of a movie and be like, who's this guy again? Who cares? Or I don't know. You should not put any effort in trying to comprehend the stupidity of those films. Um, so guys, uh, we may not see a third Narnia film. Disney has left uh, their partnership with Walden Media about right before they were supposed to start putting together Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Well, uh, Prince Caspian did so well. Chris, Prince Caspian... Prince Caspian did well. It just didn't do like uh, *Lion the Witch on the Wardrobe* numbers. It did, you know, about sixty percent, fifty percent of that. So, you know, that's a big risk. It's a shitload of money, and they don't want to end up like *New Line*. So, Walden's looking for a new uh, partner. To, I actually finally watched the thing. *Golden Compass* today. You're the guy. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, not good. But uh, the rumors are maybe Fox might want to take the risk. Um, John Cho. Oh, as, then we know it'll be. Yeah. John Cho is the Mandarin. That's a rumor, and I'm guessing I'm going to dispel it right here. There's no way that John Cho is going to play the Mandarin. Do you think? Well, you know, after um, Star Trek, after the Shadow. John oh, John Cho. Cho. John I'm, Cho. I'm sorry, no, 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 no. Where are you? John thinking? Cho is the uh, John Long. Right. Um, John Cho is the Mandarin. Really? No, that's just a rumor. You, no. they, he's too young. Um, Speaking, he's too young. No, he's not the Mandarin. It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, Stephen Chow may leave the Green Hornet entirely. Last week we talked about how he had already vacated the director's chair. 
Uh, now he's stuck in, uh, between um, trying to get his schedule to work. He may not play Kato because there's a Jack Black superhero project that he may be attached to, and he'd rather... <sighs> I know, but think about go, it. Go home, Jack Black. <laughs> well, Stephen Chow would rather do an original uh, idea Excuse me, a little rant. Green Hornet. You remember the days of Jack Black as Green Lantern? Yeah, only if he's Gnort. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's the only Green Lantern Jack Black should ever be, or any And he should superhero. only voice him. I, I mean... You could be bouncing, boy. I'm Jack yeah. Blacked out. I'm Jack Blacked out. Um, guys, oh. the big news really is that uh, New Year's Eve, a judge put oh. down a decision on Watchmen saying that Fox does have claim to... Uh, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Did have claim to be able to, to produce Watchmen. Why didn't they do it for 20 years? Why did the Fox, knowing that they own the well, property, not produce Watchmen and l- no, let, a, no, let listen, New Line and Warner no, no, Brothers it, It's an it. upsetting decision because of the actual effect it might have on the release of the movie. Or Paramount But, but, but from Brothers. a legal standpoint, what they're saying is they had the right... It's, look, it's, right. it's Gordon's fault. You know, if he had... He jerked around and he needed... Fox needed to be paid, they weren't. The question you're asking is, why didn't they say anything while they were making the movie? But they didn't have to. Right. You know, you can argue lashes, they sat on their hands, but, but they didn't. They had the right, you know, to make the movie. They had spent money. They had paid money for this thing. It, would, it was never reimbursed. And Warner Brothers isn't really arguing that. They really just want the judge to tell them how much. Right. How much we have to pay. The movie's and coming out. I hope the so. Judge has so. Said, the judge has said much, something like, how much why profit? don't you guys yeah. settle this? Right. Right. What will it take? This is between uh, Paramount and Warner Brothers. I think it's going to take a lot of money. Fox. Would they cut them into something like theatrical or distribu- you know, DVD d- distribution? These days in this economy, You only want to give them theatrical. Yeah. You don't want to give them the, the, the DVD or anything because this movie is going to live forever on, on digital. I, I, I think that's true, but you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough argument. You know, well, do, do, do you split international and domestic? I mean, Give them the know, toys. Give them the DVD or the video game. No, the the thing the thing is, a lot of people are up in arms about this. But the judge had to go once he went through the facts. He had to rule in favor of Fox well, well, because well, he think about the way, it. and they asked him to come back to it. Right. I mean, think they, about they it. They pushed him. For it, this. If they hadn't fault. gone with the per, with the people who still had the option, who's to stop anybody from just going and making a right, property right. that someone else owns? No, I mean, I mean here's you, the you thing. You can go and make. No, a here, Spider-Man movie. Here's the thing. Warner look, Brothers look. wants a piece of Spider-Man. They go make a Spider-Man movie. Right, right. Look, look. Like, like most fanboys, no. I do say it's, fuck it's a Fox dangerous president because Fox cuts corners in making their movies. I'm glad it's Warner Brothers that made this movie and not Fox. At the same time, as you said, this is all about precedent. It's about legalities. It's about Warner Brothers going forward. It's not really about Warner Brothers. It's about the producer who jerked around. Warner Brothers probably was Who's aware the of it. It's uh, Larry Gordon. Oh, our and, Hellboy guy. Yeah, who's now, oh, I don't remember this, I don't remember that. The judge actually said, if you conveniently remember some facts that might help the case later, I don't want to hear them, since you don't remember this and that right. now. So it's, you know, just, you know, now Larry you can Gordon's keep your mouth shut. He seemed like a nice guy. I mean, he's a, he's a fanboy, but... But, you know, he, he took his money, and he, he needed to have paid Fox back in the past before Warner Brothers could have gone forward with this, and he didn't. It's really well, that simple. So, you know, it sucks... We could all pray the movie's going to come out. But again, out if schedule. they don't decide that that way, you know. The, the reality is that the, the buzz is so high. If they don't, so I'm just going to go make a Daredevil movie. Well, yeah, look, the buzz is so high for the movie that I think Warner Brothers can figure it out. $200 in your account. Well, it'll be you, me, and uh, ben, ben as the kingpin. Ben as the kingpin. Ben, ben Dunn is the kingpin. But you just got to get Ben Affleck to direct. you got to play Stick. You think I can do the blind? Uh, you, can play, you can play Electra. You're hot. Um, so guys, um, that's our news. Uh, there's a Farscape comic book on the shelves for those of you guys who love Farscape. I think um, I can. Ian and I were pleasantly surprised because uh, we, we had lunch when on Wednesday <laughs> when uh, when uh, comics came out. Okay, and he I goes, came he twice. Goes, he goes, he goes, he goes. <laughs> face looks hilarious. He goes, dude. Farscape comics coming out today. No, that's not what happened at all. You showed yeah, me I, your yeah. comics. Oh, yeah, I showed it to you. Because I didn't know it was coming out that day. And you showed me, because you got in your comics before yeah. lunch, and I, I went to get them after. And I, I looked at it, and I was like, what? What? Yeah. I was freaking out. What cover did you get? I got a cover A. Um, with <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm not sure if it was. There's like three covers. Three covers One's but, uh, a photo cover. Nobody gets No, that. I didn't get the photo cover. I got the one that had everyone on it. That's photo A. That's cover A. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's what I got. Um, 
I was I thought about B, but I liked A better. Ian and I are the people who were really upset that they couldn't get webisodes started of Farscape. That ever, after Farscape that, you know? had the, the Peacekeeper Wars, we hadn't heard anything from Farscape. In 05, I was at the Newport Beach Film Festival with a movie, and Brian Henson was showing uh, Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Or no, the Dark Crystal, and he was just presenting it as part of the film festival. And I got a chance to talk to Brian Henson, and I said, "What's up with Farscape? Because you had recently got me addicted to it. I saw, I saw the the whole series." And um, he said, "He's Gilman trying. He's trying." Right now. That was two thousand five. It is now late two thousand eight, and all we've seen since then of Farscape is this one is this one comic book series. Is it enough? What did you think? Well, well here's having the thing. Read it? Uh, you said right away you were worried. Oh, Boom Studios. It's this little company, but. Rockney S. O'Bannon, the creator of the show, yeah. wrote the comic. And it was, like, boom. Like, right there. Like, better than the miniseries, which felt rushed. This comic, I mean, it it, it did it all. I mean, it starts. It, the, 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 I knew it was going to be good when I turned the cover I opened the cover, and right there, the first panel of the comic is the splash page. That was the last frame of the, of the miniseries. Yeah. So, yeah, you, knew, you knew they were going to get it. Cool. Rockney O'Bannon's writing it. In the same way that you got those Serenity comics that really nailed Joss Whedon's pacing and the, the TV yeah, show's it's a, it's feeling, that same thing. It just it was the shit. It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. How do you compare I, it to the Buffy comics? Every bit is good. I mean, it, as Jonathan just said, you could hear the character speaking That's because cool. it's the creator writing it for you know, fifteen you minutes. That, reading this comic, I was back among my friends. Yeah, that's how I felt. I missed it. It was great. What else are you reading? What are I reading? You know what? Okay. You know, it's been a while since I've been yeah, on the show. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been on the show. First, how and much time do we have left for this, Gilmore? Yeah. I, this tell, whole time, I've been trying to rush it just for this part so we can okay. have enough time. We have I, 10 whole minutes before we get to 50. Okay. I thought you were trying to rush it because you're okay. used to rushing things along. Because, sorry, little comments. I just wanted to give you your time for your you know. comics this time around. you got 10 All right, minutes, Well, Carter. good. He Thanks for wasting it. Shut the fuck up. He has to have a sex life to rush All right, here's the thing. Been a while. Haven't been on in a while. But we're going to go back to one of Ian's favorite rants. Yeah. Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. Spider-Man has completed its first year of this Brand new, new day. Brand new day. Okay. Um, Give us the state of the union. comic game. came out last week. Amazing Spider-Man. Harry Osborn. Did you read it? Yes. This is the comic that... Look, when Brand New Day started, one of the things that was retconned was Harry Osborn's alive. Poof. Just like that. <laughs> How is Harry Osborn alive? He's alive. He has a girlfriend. He he's owns. Not, he's a unmarried. Po- yeah. You know, there's no mention of, of Liz. There's no mention of Little Normie. Nothing. It's he like the whole thing's been retcon. He owns coffee yeah. beans. So it's like what the fuck. So suddenly, out of nowhere, after a year of never mentioning any of that, we get this issue in which suddenly, you got to turn, turn the volume down for this one. Right? Okay. Suddenly, Harry has to go see Liz, and can Peter come with him? And oh, by the way, yeah, the mean to ask you, but how come you're alive? Yeah. <laughs> you what? Know? They finally yeah, explain right. why Harry's alive. They finally alive. explain why, but the, the explanation is basically like, oh, Peter just accepted it, no problem, all this time. Yeah, oh. but me and ask you about that. If, if Ian was, if <laughs> Ian or yourself were to, to die, God. if Ian or yourself were to die, if I had seen the body oh, with yeah. my own eyes, not only that, if I'd have been involved in your death, right? and then one day, a year or two years later, you were to be alive and hey, say, man, hey, I was just in Europe? Right. Which is By the, the way, excuse? Came back. I mean, I'd be right, pissed. Right, can I say one thing before I go off? Is Ian going off frame now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but can I say one thing? Yeah. One thing that they did that was nice about it, at least. Multiman. He's in there. Well, well, more than that is you know, as angry as I've been about Brand New Day, they've re-retconned a bunch of the stuff in the past. They've let us know a lot of it does still count. Okay. They explained that Aunt May's house was rebuilt. Yes. Well, I don't know where they were living. Right. I mean, we right. know they were in Avengers Tower, but how does that work if no one knows who he is? But, I mean, you know, Harry, Harry basically came in and fixed everything. Right. You know, he threw money around. So, I guess that's a reason not to ask why the hell he's alive. You know, oh, here's money. Okay, I'll shut the fuck up. You know? I mean, right? But he's your best friend. But, you don't tell him in confidence? Uh, oh, well, that was the whole thing. He didn't really want to talk about it. And, of course, the explanation is goes back to a different retcon. You know how Norman came back? Same thing. What well, was a goblin for him? He comes back. That's what they do. And Norman had him hidden away and had him thinking, you know, they didn't know what he was thinking. He was in an asylum, whatever else. And he got out. And, of course, in that time, since he was dead, he's no longer married because he was dead. 
and there's of course insurance issues and Liz is pissed because I mean, he's supposed to stay uh, dead for her to be able honestly, to keep her house all of that would have been fine a year ago you know if we saw him come back and they did it like that fine to do it as after the fact and you know after even a, if, a year if, of storylines well, honestly even if it was Peter knew all this time but to say Peter was just sitting around going yeah I've been wondering about that <laughs> that's fucking stupid <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? I missed you, Ian. That's fucking stupid. Ian, Ian, we missed you. Who? Who? What? Yeah. yeah. Again, all right, you know, I've been saying all along a brand new day. The stories have been decent. So at least after this fucking issue, it's good. Harry's around. The Goblin Foreman killed him. He wasn't really dead. And Liz is around. And Norm is around. And Aunt May's house really did get fucked up. And they rebuilt it. And I guess. I mean, essentially it feels like, like we knew they would. They're slowly kind of going like, yeah, all those issues really did happen because it's really fucked to say they didn't. Yeah. At least, uh, like, just... You're not yeah. reading this. What are you talking yeah. about? So Although, by the way, jackpot? Crap. Dude, they resolved the jackpot. They killed her. Yeah, it was... Okay, you know how we're going to resolve jackpot? <laughs> we're going to give her an origin, kill her off, and everything with jackpot up, and down, up, to, up till now? Never mind. Fuck it. We, there's another one. Uh, I love this mentality, though, that it. they've had with this whole brand new fuck day it. thing. It's fuck, fuck it. it. You know, which is really saying fuck you they to the fans which is what they basically said when Brandon Day started you know in the letter column it's yeah ha 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 you guys don't like it well we don't really care fuck you just read it you know you're going to read it anyway Dan Slott has been one of the architects of this brand new day thing and um, I, by the way I like Dan Slott I like Dan Slott as well he's a great writer I, I, I think he had to work with what he was given last week uh, or the week before I, had, I was venting about the adventure titles wanting less be Michael Bendis uh, Dan Slott is taking over Mighty Avengers. Are you excited about this? Because he's uh, making it more Avengery, centering on Hank Pym, ooh. who's becoming the Wasp. Who became the Wasp this week? Yeah. Did you? What what book was Requiem? it? I did not pick up Requiem. Should I pick up Requiem? Because I was scared yeah, after too. reading last week's uh, honestly Dark Rain. Honestly, you could save your money. Pick up the book in the store. Flip through it. It's a framing sequence with Hank and Jocasta, and it gives him an excuse to reprint. Two issues. Yeah, that's what I was worried about, paying for old issues. Yeah, yeah. They reprint, basically, the first appearance yeah. of the Wasp, and when Hank beat the shit out of her. Right. In the court martial of the Yellow Jacket. You know? Which, and by the way, you know, I have to say, they've in gone comments? back and forth with a certain amount of um, history, especially right now with the death and all that, and talked about Hank's problems. They talked about his nervous breakdowns. They left out, I know it's kind of an abortion, but they left out the whole point back with the crossing and Kang in which they actually gave the great out that, yeah, Hank had the nervous breakdowns, but Kang was mentally influencing him the whole time, and that's why he had them. Right. And I always thought that was a great little thing. At least it gave him, gave you something. But without that flaw, what else is No, Hank no, Pym? but the idea is he's still flawed. You know, he's still flawed, but... Because he keeps making robots <laughs> yeah. that have some... Because, because, because he's, fucked he's up. bothered by that stuff. But, yeah, you know, listen, it's, it's one thing to be flawed and to be a little bit emotionally unstable. But, you know, I mean, he was really kind of went off his rocker. You know, what else is Hank Pym without... I, you know, I, I always felt bad for Hank Pym. You know, I mean, he just could never... Actually, the issue does deal with a bit that it was about... It wasn't so much his jealousy. It was about not feeling he could live up to Jan, you know, and, you know, that not being good enough for her. I mean, it's a... You know, if if you like him as a character, it's an interesting point. It's relatable. It's fine. You know, and and the issues it reprints does give some good history. Um, but that's that's the new Mighty Avengers team. We've got just Hank. We've Jocasta. got Hank Jocasta, who is who has who's, yeah, who's who's, who's Janet's brain. Right. Although for the first time ever, you actually basically you're getting her thought. You know, right. so you you privy to her thoughts. You've got the new she's basically vision. acting like she's you know remembering. You know, all lost feelings right. too, which is new. You've and got did that before. You've got the new Vision, who's uh, an imprint of the last Vision. Right, but also on the body of uh, Young Kang's armor. Mm -hmm. Young Kang's armor. So if you guys read Young Avengers, that that's a tie-in. And um, over in the the new Avengers books. But who else is it going to be in that line? Well, you're going to see some news. rotating people. I read some comic shop news, and uh, you're going to see Iron Man show up in a piece of it. You're going to you're going to get some of the well, new Avengers show up and so, be part of the team. But so mainly, it, it's going to be Hank's deal. So it's not part of um, Dark Reign. It's not part of. I mean, because isn't Osmond supposed to be control of them? Or that's what Dark Avengers is going to be. That's, I think that's what Dark Avengers is going to be. Although we won't know until mid middle of next month. Yeah, because I'm really interested in seeing how they get. Wolf U.S. Agent's going to be a part of it as well. But in armor. Right? No, that is Bucky. U.S. Agent is U.S. Agent. So Bucky now doesn't have the shield? He's wearing armor? 
Well, he's wearing that silver shit. He's the new Captain America. Dude, he's totally fucking Iron Man. Is that what it is? It's, it's oh, oh, dude. You know how you told me I should have read Iron Man last week? I, Kat didn't have it. I got it from Kat. I know, but but I I was a couple days late and it was sold out. I oh. got to find a copy of it. Yeah, you It's did. the one where he goes on the run, right? Yeah. Oh, man. It was good. That's, I, that's a fraction. I, 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 I looked through my issues and I was like, Ian told me to read it. I got to read it. Because I read Thor off your recommendation. And that was a great Loki issue. Awesome. That was Loki pretty much that was creating Loki continuity. Yeah. If you guys are into Thor and want to figure that crap out, I this mean, was a really I good mean, issue. That book, this last it, week's was a good issue. Yeah, it it twists you know everything about it, and yet in a way, you know, look, I'm a big J. Michael Krasinski fan. I was upset what he did with Gwen Stacy, and I do feel that he kind of raped the history a little bit there. I think he pushed a little too far there. No pun intended. But yeah, well, it wasn't right. That was part of the problem, but. Um, in this instance, where basically Loki is the cause of his own real father's death and manipulating Odin into taking him in. Right. So it basically justifies that Loki has no love for the Asgardians, has no appreciation, because from his perspective, he's known they never really wanted him. It was all manipulation about his own, you know, about Odin's own guilt. I mean, you know, I mean, it's brilliant. It's but the, great. the big difference. His motivation is all the way at the beginning, and he created his own origin. The, the, that's what's great about it, is, is, is the difference is when Straczynski changed up the Spider Man continuity with Gwen Stacy uh, since past storyline, he was taking pieces of it and shifting them to where they didn't work. With this, what he's doing is more of a chicken and egg situation. It's a storyline that has already worked, it's already established. He's just putting motivations in it. He's not well, okay. he's not physically changing anything. Right, exactly. He's exactly. not physically and that's changing what I anything. Love. And this, listen, you know and what? Since past he was changing shit. Well, Gwen I, Stacy had sex with Norman yeah, Osborne. And, and you're like, "What? Physically, that right. would have never happened." Right. This is something that has that that has occurred. It's part of Thor continuity and he's just changing motivations. Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant. But, but you know, what Straczynski does really well is Straczynski has a great understanding about, you know, the human psyche and people and what I'll give him, as, as upset as I was by it, because there's no real panels. I mean, it's like it, it's in between panels, what he did there with Spider-Man. Um, yeah, peace to you, too. Um, what he did there is he brought a human motivation to Gwen Stacy, who was essentially a character that, you know, was like she was just a little too good to be right. true. And the idea of, I mean, you know, it's like Peter and her, they were boyfriend and girlfriend for years, and Peter never got any. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, at least after Gwen Stacy, Peter got laid. Right. You know? So wow, that's cold. Love well, of your well, life dies, but at least now you're getting you know laid. you know what this last well no, but it's it's more than that. It's the idea. Straczynski is essentially saying like you know what I mean. These are flesh and blood characters who in that time didn't really get to weren't really written that flesh and blood. So he kind of said you know what yes you know what screw that yeah they were flesh and blood and they and, made I, and I, I, yeah and I, I he retconned it to make them more flesh and blood like fucked up shit I, happens yeah I, I appreciate that it was daring of him. You know, listen, you know, as you know, I love that run of his in Spider-Man, and that's part of what pisses me off so much about Brand New Day, is they shit all over it. Yeah. If anything, what, what this helped me, what, what I equate this Thor issue to was when the Red Skull was like, oh, Captain America, do you think that it's a coincidence that you're blonde-haired and blue-eyed? Yeah. You know, it, it was like, I, you know, as a villain, I was the cause for all this. doesn't physically change anything, but it makes the villain that much more pow- badass, you know? Yeah. Oh, it was the shit. Um, video games is a pretty light week. Uh, there's talk that there's going to be a new Zelda in 2009. I I immediately got really excited about that. It looks like hopefully Nintendo is going to make a big push for 2009 to have some hardcore games to satisfy hardcore gamers. Games. Yeah. Um, Castle Crashers got the update everybody was looking for. Not in time. Nobody's playing that game anymore. But it sucks that we had to wait four months for that. Um... Last week, I talked about a kid in uh, Australia who was a wrestling fan. Uh, this kid named, I, I called him Brave Brad. He was one of our listeners who was a, a fan of my brother's. I just had to correct it. His name's Dave. Brave Dave was like, I think you were talking about me on the show. My name's not Brad. There was a Brave Brad. Brave Dave killed Brave Brad and became Brave Brad. So that explains my mess up last <laughs> week. Um, you have to eat him to get his powers. So At least yeah, he's smart, right? yeah, they do that shit in Australia, like in, like in Ravenous. Yeah, Brave Dave killed Brave Brad. Killed Brave Brad. He was just cowardly Dave at the time. 
but then he became Brave Dave. So that was the source of my and, confusion. And Brad became Tasty Brad. We're trying to get the audience more involved in the show. Like last week, we had audience phone calls. We've got a, a phone number if you guys go on the Geekscape website where you guys can call up. I don't have it on. Oh, I don't have you it. Son of a bitch! I can put. Uh, it's at the bottom of the screen. Right now. Yeah, it's at the bottom of the screen okay. right now. And, and we're also running a disclaimer. Please, fans of Geekscape, do not eat each other. Yeah, don't eat each other. Um, only eat your mortal enemies. Uh, to gain their strength. But but um, if, you, if you call the number on the screen, you guys can leave us a message. We can play it on the show. Um, and that is... Uh, it's fun. We, it, a lot of people thought Helen's accent was hot. Dude, she she we, sounded dude, adorable. Dude. I will not lie. Yeah. As much as we talk, Helen's in Britain. As much as we talk about British people having like sounded like they had strokes, her accent did sound. So we're talking hot. about this, and I'm not talking about Batman. Well, we can get back to Batman, but I just want to say, video games. No, 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 no. I'm just sitting there thinking, like, oh, you know, you were giving me the peace sign. There wasn't enough time to keep talking about comic books. If there's one thing you well, have you didn't to even learn, talk about what they're doing to Batman. If there's one thing you and haven't you're learned, about people's Ian, accents. Ian, Ian, if there's one thing you haven't learned here in Geekscape in, in your time here. Ignore the fucker by the camera, I please. I did. He's giving me the fucking piece. How much time do we actually have left? Okay, I just want to make sure we got everything in. Okay. Now we got five extra minutes. Okay, so guys, that's really the wrap-up for the episode. DJ. Now we got to have Ian talk about Batman. As you guys know, Batman, rest in peace, is done. But there's one Last layover rights. issue called Last Rites. No, there's more than one issue. Oh, is it's it? It's happening in a few. This and... is Grant Morrison. Right? It's still Grant Morrison. My homie. Um, this, actually, this last issue was really good. That's what you you've been reading Nick Gregorio's article on on Geekscape, our guy who writes um, comic reviews. I just started reading it. I really liked it. He just read a review. He just wrote a review of this issue, and that he's like, he, he really said, good. "This is what I've been waiting for yeah, during except, Batman Rest in Peace." Except this issue set up okay to be continued to be continued with like the end of Batman, you know, in Final Crisis. So it's like, what the fuck? So it's like you read you read this, you think, oh, maybe they're not going forward with this, you know. Killing, you know, killing Bruce yeah, Wayne thing. Battle for the cow crap. And yeah, it's like, oh yeah, no, we still are. It's like this issue was like the shit. It's, it's showing how like you think you have Batman and you know the the. Ian, what's going on? Like, explain it to somebody who doesn't read the bad books. I, I've only re- been reading Final Crisis. Well, honestly, I've been reading the bad books. What's going on? After R.I.P., it doesn't even matter. At the end of it, he's beaten you know the bad guys and he's disappeared. This is Batman, and, okay? Yeah, and then in Last Rite, it's basically um, these. Apocalypsians, you know, these followers of Darkseid who, within Final Crisis, this whole idea that all these, the bad new gods have come to Earth and taken over human bodies. So some of them have Batman, and they want to use his psyche to create this army of clones. It all happens in this one issue. Basically, they're feeding his mind, like, happy memories to find his pain. So they, they're making him relive some of the bad things, all to get his pain. And the brilliance of it is, Batman being Batman figures out a way to use it. And the, by the end of it, it's like that he's using his own pain and his own inner turmoil, things that should kill anyone else, as a weapon. And he basically fries all the clones they're imprinting with his own pain. Like, I want to read this. Pain? It's the shit. It's all happening psychologically? All in his head. And he and this fries is Grant, I mean, anybody else writing this, I would, I would, I don't no. think it would be able to pull it off. But this is Grant Morrison. <laughs> yeah. He fries the, all the clones. He gets out. He beats everybody because he's fucking Batman. And it's like it's basically to be continued in Final Crisis. And they're like, wow, we're so fucked. He's like, he's just crazy. Like, who could take their own... <laughs> Batman's like, just like, crazy. Yeah, like, he, who could take their own psychoses and turn that into a weapon? Because he's Batman, you know? He is the shit. Like, he basically, like, the clones can't be imprinted with his pain. They can't handle it. You, you know John Arcudi, the guy who writes uh, yeah. BPRD, wrote The Mask? He, when I was going to school at Penn, he and I were friends. Uh, we've, we've lost touch, but I remember him coming on my radio show in Philly and, say, and, and describing Batman as a crazy person. This is someone whose wealth is so great that if he really wanted to fight crime, he would change the face of world economics. For the betterment of mankind But no His idea of fighting crime Is dressing as a rodent And punching guys In grease paint In the face I'll tell you why You know and, and, and why One why, why would you disagree With that But also um, I Batman is fucking crazy He is crazy But 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 what What you're fundamentally missing Is that if you read Enough DC comics And all that He's doing both mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne Wayne Foundation Within the scope Of the world I mean It's a great argument He should right. be able To do that with his wealth but in actuality, if you read enough of the comics, you see that he is absolutely actively doing that all the time in those comics. He's absolutely using his wealth in every way he can to improve the world and help people. And he's beating the shit out of him. <laughs> he dresses as a crazy bro. He's crazy. You know? but, but I'm saying, the argument that he's using his wealth is a very good one, and he's doing that. 
So ge- but it's not enough. Geekscape is um, using its powers to make the world worse, I think, by, by bringing mm-hmm. you into it. <laughs> but, but anyway, so, so that happened, this great issue, all to set up the fact that, yeah, and now he's going to go away, apparently. Uh, it's like they're, they've been telling us for, what, a year and a half now that they're getting rid of him. I mean, like they're ever really going to do that. Dark Knight's like the biggest fucking movie Warner Brothers has ever had. <laughs> Wayne's not going anywhere. And so they're canceling Nightwing, they're canceling Robin, they're canceling Birds of Prey. They're doing a miniseries called, you know, Battle for the Cow, which is written by, mind you, I like his work, but I don't know why. This is a set up the successor of Batman? Apparently. But it's, Tony Daniel is writing and drawing it. Oh. I don't understand what, I mean, tell me that, you know, Frank Thierry, tell me someone that's been doing good work on some of the Bat books recently, is doing it. I mean, I like Tony Daniels' past work, but I don't see anything as Ted that says... Well, he's mostly known for, like, the 10th. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't see why he'd be writing this book, but, you know. See if it's good. Dan DiDio. I, I don't fucking get it. JVD. <laughs> well, guys, um, we gave you some Ian rants on this episode. I wish we had more time for the buddy. Remember when we did a two-parter? Maybe we could do it again soon. Um, next week, yeah. we got another episode coming your way, but this has been episode 102. We've got a whole website at geekscape.net that you guys can check out. We've also got a MySpace page, myspace.com slash geekscapenet, and we have a Facebook group. If you go on Facebook and search for Geekscape, you'll find us. On the Geekscape website, you'll find merchandise, free pins with every order, Shirts like this um, Ian it's been a pleasure My pleasure Always fun it's, I love having you on the show We made it And uh, Gilmore It's been a displeasure <laughs> um, But I have a feeling You'll be here next week And he will not So That being known We'll see you guys next week <laughs> Way to get people to come back Oh guys It's gonna get worse Come on back Is that what you're saying?